Ready? Hello, Hello spooky friends. Crikey! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Beauty and the Screams. Yep. This is Jennifer. And this is Emily. And we have a repeat offender special guest, Aurora. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> and welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 30. Episode 30. It really doesn't seem like that big of a number, but thinking about recording and editing 30 different episodes. Well, actually, we've recorded and I've attempted to edit 30 three episodes yeah because we've had a few we've had to redo yeah <laughs> no that's a lot i mean yeah um tad from attack of the killer podcast had us on his new podcast that's coming out i'm not sure exactly when he's putting it out but i'm pretty sure it's called first time mm-hmm. is that what he was saying and it's basically like he gives you Or he's going to do both ways, like, have guests on the show and, like, he either picks, like, a movie, a book, music, like, anything that someone hasn't experienced for, like, hasn't experienced yet. So it's, like, their first time and he has them basically either watch it, read it, listen to it, whatever, and they just converse about it. And we were on there the other day and he was saying how he commends us for putting out and being consistent with our episodes. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of people start podcasts and quit them. But here we are. I could see that, though. Yeah. I was born for fame, though, baby. Yes. Oh, we know. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) Never run out of things to talk about, right? Never. And if all else fails, I'll just talk about myself. Yes. I'm I'm so fascinating. (laughs) I would still listen to Uh, it. There's just so many interesting stories I need to share with the world. You should start, like, your own. You could do, like, bedtime stories with Emily and scare the shit out of people. <laughs> hmm. Yes, I could. Yeah. I like that. So thanks for coming back, Aurora. Of course, anytime. Yeah, and thanks for being a good sport and doing research, too, because we've had... We had Kevin, but he didn't do any research, but it was, like, spur of the moment when Kevin was on. Yeah. The podcast. He pretty much hung out and gave us some excellent commentary. Yeah, but if we hadn't, um, if we had tried to plan it in in advance, Kevin would not have done it, because he's told me multiple times he'd never wanted to, but I was like, if I get this dude drunk enough, he'll do it. (laughs) He is great for commentary, though. I mean... At the end of the day. He's he's pretty funny. Little saucy boy. Yeah. So anyway, how are things out in California? Um, <laughs> everything shut down again, and the county I live in is now um, finding people if they're not wearing masks, which is a thing. So I'm still inside, basically. I've been hibernating for half the year now. that's crazy yeah well but i mean it's fine i mean i'm not complaining just hanging out with my cat still girl same it's like the when i was off for a month like the first week was hard but then it was easy after that yeah 
I'm afraid about going back to work at this point because there's days that I sleep until like 12:30, and I'm like, oh god, like I can't imagine waking up and <laughs> having a job now <laughs> and having to go be responsible. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what's a job? Gross. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa would do would would take quarantine more seriously. Have you guys had a lot of cases there? Um, not really but like sarah is currently being tested right now because sarah's been sick for over a week yeah so i haven't been at work for the last few days because i had to cancel go in and cancel all the appointments that we had for the next three days yes because anybody that doesn't know our sister sarah is a professional dog groomer and she works at a place here in burlington called the bark spa yeah it's it's pretty great. Yeah, but she's the main groom. Well, she's the only groomer right now. And so if, when she's sick, no doggies can be groomed. Yeah. yeah. Is it the same as out here? Because I know a lot of the restaurants and things, if um, anyone tests positive, they have to close down for like two weeks. Yeah, so if she, were, if she tests positive, I won't be able to work for two weeks, which sucks, but... Yeah. Eh. That's rough. Yeah, uh... Bryant is like basically like oh I want to get tested just so I don't have to go to work for two weeks he's he's like please someone give me COVID so I don't have to work I'm like no that's like um when I was still working at Lowe's one of the other managers came over to me the one time and he goes do you know anybody with COVID and I was like, well, I mean, I know some people that are being tested. And he goes, can you get me alone in a room with them for 10 oh minutes? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, while there's so many fatalities and deaths across the country, let's all just hope to get COVID. <laughs> yeah, no. He was, he <laughs> no, was, not even just the country, across the world. Yeah, he was just joking, but it was still yeah. comical to me. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want that. Though he was, a, he's a very serious person. So the fact that he even asked me that was comical. Yeah, I would just like cough a few times at work and be like, "Oh, I have COVID. I got tested, but didn't," and then get two weeks off. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a great plan. Yeah, I tried to talk him into it. Didn't work. But <laughs> uh, how have you guys been? Oh, pretty good. Okay, busy. We're in the process of moving. Well, me and my mom and Melissa. But so that's fun. Yeah. Um, nothing really exciting has been going on for me. Yeah, I don't really have that much new to report on. I've been working with the girls at the art center trying to get my stuff together for my mural that they want me to do. My first design I sent in, they sent back like some feedback on it, so I've got to make some adjustments to it and see what they think then. Yeah. I feel like that would be so stressful. Like, to me, just, like, the fact that I do art and, like, giving it to someone and they them being like, yeah, can you change this? I would probably just, like, ball my eyes out. I mean, I'd probably do it, but I'd also cry. <laughs> well I haven't cried about that yet but it's like I'm getting better at taking constructive criticism but it's it's still difficult yeah 
Well, basically what they said to her was, like, they know this is her style, but they want, like, her to do something a little bit different. Gotcha, gotcha. So I'm trying to come up with an idea that's a little different, that still is in a realm of something that I find interesting or fun to do. I just got a really cool idea. What about doing, like, a constellation? What kind of constellation thing? Like how you were looking at that app on your phone last night when we were going to see if we could see the comet. Oh, so just, like, put stars on there and make the little the actual, like, shapes of what the constellations are? Well, I don't mean but kind of you'll have to explain it to you could always do that as like accents to whatever you're doing I don't know what they want but I don't know kind of do it like like in yeah. the background of it or whatever well I think that's the issue so much with her coming up what to do because at first they were like you know they're basically telling her do what you want we just need to make sure that it corresponds with the art that's above it but then you give them an idea and they're saying that that's that they want something different. So if they have something specific in mind, I do feel like they should be telling Well, the one girl that gave me feedback, she, um, she liked the idea of, like, being under the sea and then it's also under the stairs. But it just seemed like there was not enough stuff in it, which is true because when I sent them the original design, all I did was put in, like, the two main features and I didn't add any of the extra stuff in. So I almost wonder, like, if I were to go back through and change it up and add more stuff to it if they'd approve it then because the thing I sent them was really messy anyway I just I just didn't want to like pour a whole bunch of effort into a design to have to change it so. I don't know that's a tough one yeah I'm excited for it I'm hoping to get everything in there and drawn on the walls so I can have assistants come help me paint it oh yeah how big is the wall um, it's 300 and some inches long and like seven feet high. Are you going to use like a projector or anything? Probably. I just think it'll be easier to get, like I can draw it small scale and then project it up so that it's not disproportioned. Cause that's usually my problem going from something small to something yeah. big yeah, is the proportions exactly. being wrong. Hmm. So, so for those of you who don't know, we officially have merchandise we don't have our shirts yet because we've got some stuff going on there, but we do have our pop sockets and we have pop sockets and they come in black and white, like whatever. And then there's planchettes on some and then the, our like mouth logo on some of them. And then we also have some bumper stickers for our hashtag scream squad. And then we have um, vinyl stickers also, which are really great quality. Like I put them on my car cause they're, I don't have to worry about the, like, vinyl fading and peeling off or anything like that, so. I gave away my stickers. Did you? Yeah. Because it's good advertisement and, I don't know, Mom put the mouse sticker on the bottom and Sasha put the planchette sticker on her car. It's easy advertisement, I guess, for people around here that don't maybe let, well... <clears throat> that's just a thing about places around here. A lot of people don't, like, you talk to somebody, like, about podcasts, and they're like, what's a podcast? What? Yeah, that's that seems to be what yeah. happens more often around oh here. Oh, my God. And then you have to, like, explain, like, it's kind of like talk radio, but 
cooler and we can talk about whatever we want and I can cuss all I want, which is nice. <laughs> oh man, that reminds me of that time I went uh, back to Iowa and I asked the grocery lady for an avocado and she's like, what's an avocado? I was like, oh. oh my god. That was the same that's the same experience I had going to the grocery store trying to buy tomatillos. Oh, really? None of them knew what I was talking about, so I had to go and find them myself <laughs> and then then they couldn't ring them up at the register cuz they couldn't find oh them. Oh my god. You're like, I'll just take these tomatillos for free. Goodness. Oh, Iowa. Tomatillo, armadillo, crocodillo. Musachillo. Large. Musachillo. Yeah. Ooh. I actually did just get my. Uh, I was about to bedroom. say moose knuckle, but that's better. I actually did just get my bedroom set in the mail yesterday. Oh, and... did you? Yes. And I got two pillowcases for extra large pillows, and I don't know where the fuck I'm gonna find extra large pillows. These cases are huge. Maybe king size pillows? Or are they like big square? They're long. They're like a regular pillow, but yeah, long. they're they're probably king size pillows because you got a king size sheets and stuff, right? Um, it only came with a duvet and pillowcases. But yeah, it's probably king size pillows because they're longer than the standard. I didn't standard even know that ones. was a thing. That there were king size pillows? Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> well, obviously, I, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I just always thought there was basic pillows and then throw pillows. I mean, it could also What's be, a like, a case pillow? for body pillows, Isn't that too? what they're called, throw pillows? That you just throw them on? Oh. Yeah. Like, decorative pillows? Oh. I'm learning new things. I don't... <laughs> yeah, I got a really cool... And, like, all the pillows that I bought are just, like, pillow covers, so I also need to get, like, two regular size, like, square pillows. And then I got a um, pillow cover that says, fight like a girl, and then it has, like, the resist fist on it. So I'm excited about that. That's cool. I love that. Can't wait to see it. Living for it. I can't wait for you to see it either. In person. In real life. Yes, is this real life? I feel like this is a dream. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I'm going to say when I get there. (laughs) Is this a dream? No, it's reality. Ooh, it's the future I can see. Okay, Raven. I am Raven. (laughs) I make that Raven face a lot, but I just get, like, completely stuck in whatever's happening. (laughs) I like Raven face better than, like, um, resting bitch face or whatever. Like, Like the big eyes in your face, like... Yeah. I think the only time <laughs> I think the only time I ever do raven face is when I can like feel that my period started and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> the big eyes and straight face like yeah. I'm like oh, oh shit. no <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I can see that. <laughs> it's rough, man. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but I have realized that guys cannot take hints no matter how big they are (laughs) because so this was a while ago but there was this guy that would not leave like we were at my at Jessica's house and her neighbor had come over and he was drunk as hell and he's hitting on our my little sister Melissa and 
we were trying to get him to leave. Like we were all acting like we were tired, like we were going to go home. And he just kept sitting there. And I get this message from Jessica and it says, talk about your period or talk about something that will make him uncomfortable. So I just loud and proud say, you know what really sucks about being a girl? And he's like, what? And I said, it's not even just your period. It's the period shits. Oh my God. And I literally was going on and on about like, is it cramps? Is it shits? Like, is it a clot? Like this, this and that. And he just kept sitting there going, period shits. Period shits. And I was like, dude, I'm trying to get you to leave. And then he just kept saying, why would you even talk about that? And I was like, because... This is my best friend's house, and even if it wasn't my best friend's house, I'm going to talk about what the fuck I want to talk about, and if you don't like it, you can kindly leave. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Like your choice of uh, like I tried conversation. To go the, yeah, I tried to go the most vulgar I could possibly think of, and it still didn't scare this dude off. I was like, dude, oh you are God. a nuisance. Oh my, did he end up leaving at some point? Finally, after he broke Jessica's stool that was in her bedroom, because he went to sit down on it and he'd like pulled it forward. Well, the top of the stool, because it's like a storage container. So like, well, it's a storage stool. So like when he pulled it forward, he knocked the lid off kind of to the side. And so when he sat down, he like broke the lid on it. He fell over like he was just a freaking mess. And then finally he left and we turned like and jessica could like hear him outside still like he was coming back so we literally like shut all the lights off in the house and like i was army crawling through the house to get the lights like in the living room (laughs) oh my gosh oh my gosh see i can't handle that i'll just tell someone like okay you need to leave like now sorry (laughs) like you need to go (laughs) yeah jessica and i are both well i jessica's too nice i'm just I didn't, it's a little bit different because at the same time, it's like not my house. And I feel like if I were to have spoke up and been like, you need to leave, like she would have been like, I'm sorry, like you don't really have to go because she would feel bad. Yeah. 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 She's definitely, I love her, but she's kind of the kind of person that would take it back. Yeah. (laughs) Because she doesn't want anybody to be mad at her. Well, that's like the one day I was out there and he slapped her ass and I fucking whipped around and I said, I see you touch her ass like that again. You won't even have hands left. Like, and Jessica's like, Emily, you don't have to be so intimidating. (laughs) That's your main quality though. Like that's what everybody loves about you. Your intimidation factor. Literally, I looked up something about, well, you know how things like pop up on Facebook that are like descriptions of your sign. Yeah. Like your astrological sign. It said, for Scorpio, you're hot and you know it, but you scare everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. Yeah, pretty true. Unless your drink comes wrong and costs like $40 in Las Vegas, then somehow your fierce turns off. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm... Well, and yeah, that's a little bit... Well, that but was different. Did you, did you let into somebody? Yeah. What? No, Aurora did. Oh. Yeah. I didn't, and I was sitting there like, I don't know what to do. I feel <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and like, think about how much money I spent on their jukebox. When we were sitting there. I know. That's why I was so mad. But you were keeping it together. I think I was just very drunk, and 
Sorry. Your drink was so expensive and... Like, I'd ordered it how long... Like, I'd sat there forever. Like an hour. Like an hour. Yeah. And did they make it wrong then, too? Uh... Oh, wait. No, they they made it right. It was just... Had to like wait $30. so long for it. Yeah. 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 Which, by the way, did you guys know that Buffalo Wild Wings now has buffalo dry rub and spicy barbecue dry, dry yeah, rub? I love dry rub. Me too, because it's not messy. I want to try some sometime. Today. Mm. Today is not your day. Most definitely it's Wing Wednesday. Yes. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. chosen for you guys this week is like cursed locations areas that people say like have curses on them and things like that like if you have people that disappear whatever whatever all kinds of spooky spooks all right our journey takes us to the petrified forest um which is in arizona so let me set the stage for you 60 million years ago, Northeast Arizona was filled with trees and water, thought to be described as a tropical oasis, much different from our modern idea and vision of Arizona's, um, like, desert today. At some point, heavy rains and flooding swept trees across Arizona, and volcanic lava later destroyed the forests and covered all the fallen trees. Oh. Yeah. A mixture of volcanic ash, mud, and water were embedded into the sediment. This whole occurrence caused a process called permineralization. Blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to spot on. <laughs> I'm trying to do my best, like Bill Nye, because all this process is like very geology stuff. But anyways. And they're always big-ass words. It's, it's science. Like you're trying it's... to sound it out as you say it. Exactly. Okay. I didn't even, in mine, I didn't even use the right words for some things. I, like, found a more common version of it to use. Dude, that's smart. So, this whole occurrence uh, caused a process called permineralization. Permineral- which is a process of fossilization in which minerals deposit deposits form internal casts of organisms. Some of these minerals were quartz, giving these logs like a unique, almost like a geode look to them. So That would be so cool. Yeah, it's really interesting, actually. It's like you could see the outside wood pieces, and then on the inside, it's just like crystals and minerals and super beautiful. Have you been to the Petrified Forest? I haven't, no. I haven't either. That'd be cool. Yeah. 
like, mean, I want to go. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, it sounds really cool to me, too. Yeah, and it's a lot of, like, um, kind of, like, Native American reservation areas over there, too. So there's a lot of interesting, like, paintings and stuff like that. Um, so after Rain uncovered these hidden gems of nature, this site was a special interest to both travelers and scientists alike. In 1906, the Petrified Forest became a national monument. Let's see. Okay, so later in the 1930s, when Route 66 ran alongside the forest, visitors came flooding in. Soon after the visitors came, the park started receiving letters of guilt and despair after taking a piece of the petrified wood. Letters mentioning loss of jobs, divorce, car problems, and death. I was about to say, there better be some death in here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. One guy wrote in in, um, returning the piece of wood. He said, I'm returning something that belongs to you. Bad luck or coincidence, I didn't believe that something could give me bad luck. It took me three years uh, to convince me. But But here's what broke the camel's back. After a long list of coincidences, I decided that each event that happened to me was starting to look more like bad luck. The final straw was when I stepped through the ceiling of our new house. That's when I told my wife, I've had enough and I'm sending it back. So, basically, I believe they have, like, a booklet at the museum at the park that has, like, over 1,200 letters from people. You know what I wish, though, is that people would send the letter with the stuff but then also like reach out again and like let them know like did their luck change right exactly exactly um so part of that whole thing is too is um even though it's illegal uh to move to take any wood from the monument uh it didn't really stop anybody and it never does. No. jerks. No, not at all. I mean, they even have, were giving fines and stuff, but it's like a lot of these areas, like, it's in the middle of nowhere, and I think there's like 93,000 acres to the Petrified Forest, so. Damn. Yeah. The letters and all of that kept coming in. Uh, people would send the pieces they took back, asking the wood to be put back exactly where it was taken from in order to lift the curse however because the forest is a scientific research area the pieces cannot be put back where they were found instead they are put in a pile deemed the conscious conscious pile wait conscience <laughs> the conscience pile let your conscience be your guide. people are sending things back to clear their conscience probably yeah exactly which is outside of the park it's not even in the park which basically leaving the guilty requests unfulfilled. There hasn't been an exact reasoning behind the curse, but there are correlations drawn between the forest and cursed volcanic rock in Hawaii. Uh, Native Hawaiians claiming the curse is from the fire gods. The petrified forest interlocking in certain areas with sacred Native American lands has also been thought to be linked to the curse. I bet. Yeah, another... Another person wrote in and said, Enclosed you will find a few small pieces of petrified wood that I thoughtlessly took while there in the park this past August. 
call it superstitious or whatever I feel it belongs there and nowhere else. I am I am now writing a paper on Indian rock paintings and realize that the removal of these pieces goes against the Indian sense of oneness and harmony um, with their surroundings. Um, yeah, so he kind of goes on and on about, you know, why this isn't okay and how bad he feels. Which is like what a lot of the letters are. Um, although the letters are not as frequent, the part does still receive them. The Netflix show Dead to Me, where a character, Judy, Judy Hale's <laughs> husband, Steve Wood, he's such a jerk, um, <laughs> steals a piece of petrified wood from the forest. Then after an abundance of unfortunate events, Judy later returns the wood to the forest in an act to return balance. So, it's kind of gotten, like, popular again. Um, yeah, I love that show. I love Christina Applegate. Me too. It's so great. Today, they actually moved Route 66 out of the Petrified Forest, so it doesn't run right through it. That was another thing, too. People were thinking that possibly route 66 being so close to it may have been part of the curse because spooky weird things you know obviously yeah. go on strange things were happening do, do, do. Boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom. um so yeah so i read a bunch of these letters and a lot of them are pretty bizarre like some people got in car accidents right after they left some people reported like a few weeks after leaving and taking the wood, they had children die or their husbands die or even... Damn. Yeah, like... Well, that's, like, in Dead to Me because she's supposed to have had, like, all these miscarriages and, like... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess today there's not as many, as far as the park knows, not as many people that steal from it. People um, probably take it, and then they're like, oh, shit, and then just take it back themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't want to find, but, like, fuck this bad luck. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, yeah, so they still get letters to this day, and they put them up in the museum, but they um, aren't as many. And I think people are kind of understanding now, because they have signs, like, this is sacred. Please do not mess this up. Well, and there's so many stories that exist about it, like, so I feel like people would take it maybe a little bit more seriously, potentially. You know how people are. People are like, oh, that's a bunch of hocus pocus. Yeah, that would never happen to me. Yeah, yeah. I probably would be the bitch that took it, let's be real. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not going there with you then. Yeah. I won't take I'm it now. But, like, if I was there and didn't have, like, this extensive knowledge, because I'm not one of those people, like, same thing as going to an art museum. Like, I'm not one of those people that stands and, like, reads about the art and everything because, like, my ADHD just, like, takes control of me and I'm like, I need something exciting. I don't usually read about the art, though, unless it's something that, like, captures my attention. Otherwise, I just walk through and look at everything. Our mother literally said to us when we were walking through the art museum in St. Louis, she said to me, 
I look at some of these things, and I'm like, when my children were five and six years old, they made better art than this. (laughs) (laughs) I've definitely seen some art like that. Yeah. There's a lot. I'm sorry. There's a lot. And I'm like, man, what the fuck? And I'm over here. I need to just start throwing some colors on a canvas and be like, this is called the internal struggle. <laughs> It'd be like internal turbulence. Watch, and I'll be, I'll be so famous. You guys will be like, man, we are actually talented. Look at this <laughs> bitch over here, Pablo Picasso of the twenty-first century. Is that right? Twenty-first. Oh 21st? my gosh. Twenty-second. I don't even know to be honest with you. <laughs> Whatever century this is, okay. I'm the new Picasso. <laughs> you could get away with it. I mean, probably, honestly. I think about that sometimes. I'm like, maybe if I just describe my art in a different way, it would work. I'm like, this is about identity and how um, people don't actually know their true identity until the summer solstice of 2022. <laughs> and if you don't get that, my art is not good. Like, you're you're not ready for my art. My art is a journey of self-discovery. Yeah. I've thought about that too, because like if you just describe it as what it is, people don't seem to really care. Exactly. It's like they get more out of it if there's meaning behind it. Yeah. I'm just going to paint a happy face and then call it like California drought or something like that. <laughs> the, the Great Depression Part 2. California wildfire. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Just make the whole canvas yellow and then just have a circle with eyes and a mouth. Mm-hmm. No big deal. <laughs> this is called Joe Boxer. Joe Boxer. Do you remember the brand from Kmart and the yes. logo was Oh the, yeah. Yeah, the yellow smiley face. So yeah. they had um logos and stuff where they had like their tongue sticking out or whatever. And we weren't allowed to put those balloons up with the tongue sticking out in like the children's department and stuff. We could only put them in like the men's and women's department. What? Because of people assuming there's something like bad about like the Joe Boxer character having his tongue sticking out. Oh. Yeah, people are sensitive. Yeah, that's interesting. But anyway, we veered off course and interrupted you. Um, yeah, I mean, that was basically it. Just the petrified forest. And it is cursed. Or it might not be cursed, but I think it's cursed, to be honest. If there's so many cases of bad things happening to people afterward, just don't take it. Just leave it. Let it be. Yeah, there's definitely something going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would definitely pick up some pictures and, or pick up some pictures, pick up some pieces and take pictures of them, but I wouldn't take them with me. Yeah. Well, one thing, too, is I guess at some of the gift shops, they actually sell some of the petrified wood, and some people have returned the wood they bought at gift shops as well, claiming that it's given them bad luck. So. That's crazy that there's so much stuff behind it, and then they still are, like, selling it. Yeah, right? So, I don't know. But, yep. So, I guess they plan on making an art piece out of all the wood that's returned. The conscience pile. 
That'd be eventually. cool. Yeah. So, yeah. At first I was thinking maybe they're selling those pieces of wood back to people at the gift shop, but I like, just keep the curse really going. Funny. <laughs> I wonder if you took something and it cursed you, if you gave it away to someone else, if the curse would move on to them. Ooh, I don't know, but that's a I'd be like, move. here, take this. I should steal a piece and send it to my father. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. You, you will have a cursed life. A half life. A half life. A cursed life. <laughs> I'm Lord fucking Voldemort, bitch. <laughs> well, we all have to find a time that we can fly or whatever to Arizona and go to the Petrified Forest. There's a lot of places in Arizona I want to visit because there's a lot of stuff that happens in Arizona. When you mentioned um, in the beginning about... I'm trying to remember how you worded it. Um... Uh, something about, uh, like, I don't remember, but it made me think of that country song. I got an oceanfront property in Arizona. Because <laughs> obviously you don't have an oceanfront property in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, like the oasis probably is what you're thinking. Like the Arizona mm-hmm. oasis. Yeah, probably. Well, that was legit. Too legit to quit. That was truly petrifying. Ha ha. I have been petrified. So punny, honey. (laughs) Near Milford, Connecticut, lies a small 14-acre island that is a mere half mile off the coast in the Long Island Sound that is accessible from the mainland by a sandbar that appears during low tide. They call this sand. They call this a sandbar, but it's really a rock bar. Like there's rocks and stuff everywhere. And the actual word, which is very hard for me to say, I'm only gonna say it this one time, is tombolo. It's an Italian word, which is supposed to mean mound. So it's like a mound of rock and sand Ooh. that like connects the mainland to the island, but it's only accessible during low tide. So. But um, apparently during low tide, you have approximately two hours to be able to walk across, visit the island, and get back before the tide comes back in. If that's something you should wish to do. That makes me think of... Uh, it made me think of a movie, but I couldn't think of What's the Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Shutter Island? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the one where it has the... Yeah. But anyway. Um, the island was previously known as Pokehog, which is a... Indian word or Native American word, sorry. Um, but it is now called Charles Island. The island received its name because of a man named Charles Deal who purchased the island from the English settlers in 1657 and attempted to grow tobacco on the island but failed. Charles Island, also known as the Thrice Cursed Isle, Thrice, mm-hmm, has Ooh, seen so nice, had to pinch it thrice. has seen a lot of action and adventure over its recorded history it is believed that there are still there are still oh my god it is believed that there may still be cursed treasure on this island some people believe this firmly and avoid the island while others believe the stories to be untrue and disregard the fear and stories and attempt it anyway just like me just like the people in the petrified forest (laughs) 
<laughs> so the first of these alleged curses came from the local Pogoset chief uh Ans- how would you say that? Ansentanawe? Ansentawe. Ansentawe. Ansentawe? Yeah, because there's... Ansentawe? Because Ansentawe. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Ansentawe, it was, uh, came from him in 1639. He supposedly traded the land to English settlers, but apparently did not really want to do so. Um... So since he was being driven from the land, he cursed the land and any building that would ever be constructed there. Some people say he cursed the land because he was upset over his daughter being kidnapped by the settlers. But no matter the reason, he is said to have cursed the island all the same. Ew. So the second of these curses is said to have been put on this island in 1699 by Scottish pirate Captain William Kidd. Why does that name sound so familiar? Uh, I think we talked about him a little bit in our pirate episode. Maybe. Um, but uh, Captain William Qu- Kidd allegedly buried treasure on the island and then cursed the ground that it was placed in in an attempt to protect it. The captain was, however, unaware at the time that this was going to be his last voyage of his career because soon after this, he was lured into a trap, which led to his trial and execution. So he was never able to return to the island to lift the curse and retrieve his loot. The ill-gotten booty. The third and final curse sounds a bit far-fetched to me, but because it really requires like a stretch of imagination. However, it too involves treasure. Ooh. So, in 1721, a group of Connecticut sailors stumbled on some Aztec treasure that was hidden in a cave in Mexico. They attempted to bring the treasure home with them and endured a rough journey home. Disaster after disaster struck them on their voyage, and the crew was depleted to a single remaining crewman. The lone survivor landed on Charles Island and buried the treasure in the hopes of warding off the hex that he believed the treasure had placed on them. This treasure, however, was, in fact, cursed because in 1525, um, when the Spaniards were going through and invading Mexico and trying to take over everything, the Spaniards captured the Mexican emperor named Guatemozin and tortured him in hopes of locating the ancient Aztec treasure. However, the emperor refused to give up the treasure's whereabouts and spoke a curse onto the treasure to where if anyone were to ever find it, they would be cursed, and then shortly after, he was executed. Damn. Wow. So, for generations, treasure seekers have attempted to find the hidden treasure, but so far, not a single piece of gold has been found. Visitors who seek the treasure today are warned to be careful of the strengths of the tides which rush in and separate the island from the mainland. As any parcel of land that is surrounded with pirates and negative, negative, I'm starting that paragraph over again because it's not a negative. (laughs) It's a positive. (laughs) As any parcel of land that is surrounded with pirate and Native American myths, (laughs) there are those that also believe that Charles Island may be haunted. Some people have said that they have seen glowing lights and glowing ghosts and phantom figures in the trees. 
Some have claimed to have heard disembodied voices and other unexplained noises as well. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Housing has failed miserably on the island. The first settler who attempted to build there was said to have struggled to do so because the foundation of the island itself. Um, but perhaps the curses had something more to do with it. It is said that those who dig on the land will not live a pleasant life or long life afterwards. The first settler who tried to build on the land was brutally murdered and butchered. Oh my god. There have been several attempts over the years by different people trying to inhabit the island, and none of them have been successful. Several people have drowned while attempting to visit the island, including an entire church group who were caught in a storm on Good Friday in 1929. Um, The owner of a hotel that had been built on the island in the 1880s died of a heart attack while crossing back to the mainland. Today, there is a sign that is posted that warns tourists of the dangers of crossing the sandbar to visit the island. Um, they do say, however, that when the sun goes down, the island feels eerie, and some say that you can feel the presence of the treasure that is said to still be hidden upon the island. Oh, snap. Yeah. I wonder if it's possible, like, pe- like the guy having a heart attack or whatever it would be because that, like, adrenaline, like, of, you know what I'm talking about, like, of the suspense of going, and maybe he was just had a bad heart and it just... Maybe. Exploded. I know that's not how heart attacks happen. But, but they, they had, there had even been like a monastery that they had built on there at one point that only was able to stay open for a couple of years because people kept dying, so they closed it. And all that's left on there is ruins of all these places that people have tried to build. Snap, crackle, pop. That's pretty crazy. I think, too, when you have so many people die in, like, a concentrated area, like, there's bound to be, especially some shady people, you know, that, I don't know, there could be a curse. Or, like, unrested souls. Yeah. Well, like, if anybody who died there, like, if they got rushed out in the the tide or whatever, like, their spirits could be there. So... The spirits. The spirits. Speaking of spirits, my television just turned on all by itself for a second. I had to run into Hell no. My TV did that once when I was living in Iowa City. Aurora has been having a lot of stuff happen, though. Yeah. Which we will talk about at the end of the episode because I want everybody to know all the things. So. (laughs) (laughs) So that's all for... Your island? Well, yes, I guess ma'am. I'm the only person that did something outside of the United States. So I... Basically, okay, so there's an island off the west coast of the Republic of Ireland called the Ackle, Ackle Island. I looked up how to pronounce it, but I accidentally... I know it's not Ackle and I put Ackle <laughs> Ackle Island. So the island began as mostly forest and was 87% bog, which I didn't know what bog was, so I looked it up, and it's supposed to be wet, heavy ground, too soft to support a heavy body. Um, And this was before human settlement began around 3000 BC. The settlers began to, um, to crop cultivate, and at the end of the Neolithic period, 
there were roughly 500 to 1,000 people inhabiting the island. So, and the Neolithic period is supposed to be like the end of the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. Um, so the settlement increased through the rest, or through the Iron Age. Ackle Island is part of nine count, or part of the nine counties of Mayo, Barney of Burishol, which is also territory of ancient Umhale. This territory was under Grace O'Malley and the O'Malley clan. And then in 814 AD, they successfully um, repelled an army of Vikings at Clue Bay. So then in 1235 AD, the area was taken over by the Butlers, then on to the Doburgos. And then along the coast of the island, there are forts um, that are said to represent the time era and its warlike nature. There's many fascinating landmarks on the island that still remain but are in ruins. Here we go. There is the Kari... Oh, I did not look up how to pronounce mm-hmm. this. So, the Caricol Devante... Caricol Davanet Castle? Caricol Davanet? And I know we have listeners in Ireland, so listen, I know I'm saying a lot of this wrong, so don't hate me. <laughs> Um, But it's located on the southeast corner of the island and was built in 1429. All that remains in the location of the castle is the tower house. Um, And then Reverend Edward Nengel formed a mission, which he referred to as the colony, where schools, some cottages, an orphanage, an infirmary, and a guest house had been built. Um, So then we want to fast forward a ways to 1894, Westport, Newport was extended to Ackle, fulfilling an ancient prophecy from an oracle named Brian Rua, where he stated carts on iron wheels would carry bodies into Ackle on their first and last journey. And how was the prophecy fulfilled? Well, there was a massacre known as the Clue Bay Drowning, where a small fishing boat known as a hooker was capsized by a gust of wind. 32 young people had been waiting aboard the boat for a steamer to approach to take them to Scotland for potato picking, or taddy hawking, I guess was what it was actually called there. Taddy hawking. Hmm. Yeah, and every individual on the boat died, and the first railway entering Ackle carried the bodies of all the victims of this tragedy. And the prophecy stated carts on iron wheels would also, were also supposed to carry bodies into Ackle and its last, like, um, journey. There was a group of 26 Irish immigrant workers that were taken in two separate vehicles to the town of Kirkintilach, I know I pronounced that wrong, where they were to begin working. Around 1 a.m., fire was discovered in one of the small cottages. The fire claimed the lives of 10 young men between the ages of 13 and 23. And though it wasn't the last train that carried the bodies in to Ackle, after this, the railway closed two weeks after. So, I mean, there had, I, I don't know how many, I didn't look that up, went afterwards. But, yeah, so basically, carts with iron wheels carried bodies in, in the beginning and carried them out in the end. Then there are ruins of a monastery that 
that can still be seen in Bunakuri today, where the building was marked by a conflict that is referred to as the Battle of the Stones in Irish folklore. So then in 1894, a Protestant landowner named Agnes MacDonnell was attacked by James Lynchenhan, um, leaving her maimed. After the attack, he set the now historic Valley House on fire. The backstory being that Agnes had employed James as her land agent. However, there was a falling out and Agnes fired James. A long, drawn-out legal battle began between the two as James refused to leave the property. After the attack, he somehow avoided custody and fled to the United States. James was said to come back to Ackle twice before he died, and once in disguise as an um, American tourist. They also have an area known as the Deserted Village, where there are 80 ruined houses. These homes were built out of unmortared stone, which basically means that it's just stone with no cement or anything holding it together. Each home consisted of a single room that was used as the kitchen, living room, bedroom, and often a stable. But unfortunately, in, in 1845, the famine struck the families that lived in this village. The families fled, moving to a nearby village, du Duag. Duag, which was located by the sea. So a lot of people wanted to move by the ocean because with there being such a shortage of food, they could use like shellfish and fish as a source of food. Um, other members of these families immigrated to the United States, leaving the village completely abandoned. Um, so no one has lived in these homes since the time of the famine, though the, though the homes are still very much standing. Um, they used to use the village as a bully village. So like during the summer, the younger member, members of families would bring their cattle and they could graze there. And they would like temporarily stay in these abandoned houses. And then on January 2nd, 1839, the deceased body of Francis Reynolds, chief officer officer of the Coast Guard, was found, was found with head trauma being the assumed cause of death. Um, two days after his burial, two local men were brought in front of the court and accused of his murder. During the trial, they basically said that, oh wait, nobody ever did an autopsy on this dude. So they exhumed... So on January 6th, 1839, they decided that they would exhume his body and perform an autopsy. However, it was ruled that the two men were not found guilty of the murder that they were being accused of. Um, and then this marked the date of the night of the big wind, where a storm raged through the island on the night of the 6th and the morning of the 7th, where homes had their roofs torn off and boats were carried out to sea. Villagers sustained great loss. Ackle folklore has two different ideas of what caused these winds. One being that an angry god was seeking vengeance for them, exhuming the body of Francis Reynolds. Others believe that this is the night that the English fairies invaded Ireland, forcing indigenous little people to disappear in the fierce wind, as it is believed that Irish fairies are wingless and cannot fly unless calling upon a magical whirlwind. Sounds cool. Yeah. Um, and then there on the island, there's a beach known as the Vanishing Beach on the coast of Ackle. This beach has disappeared for over 30 years, reappearing in 2017, and has disappeared again. Um, and there were multiple things about the beach. One site saying that the beach only appeared every seven years, but then why was there that 30-year age gap? Or 30-year gap? 
Um, it is said the reason that this is happening is the heavy sea beats against the shoreline, washing away the sand and replacing it with boulders. So I guess there was never really like a curse placed on the land, but all the things that have happened basically suggests that it could be yeah. cursed. Yeah. Some yeah. bad juju going on. Yes. Yeah. So that's Ackle Island. Ireland. Island. It's so interesting to me that, like, these islands, you know, are, like, cursed, you know? Just the same as I was talking about Hawaii, how they think the volcanic, you know, rocks are cursed, and your guys' yeah. islands. I mean. Yeah, I, I really had a hard time picking what I was going to do because I did like full research on three different places, but it was like, I don't know. I felt like this one was so cool because if you look into like the Irish folklore and how that all ties in and like the fairies and the angry gods, like that was really cool yeah. to me. Yeah. I was having it's a okay. very hard time reading. Girl, maybe it's Mercury coming for you. But I do think it'd be cool to go there because, like, being able to see what's left of the old castle that Grace O'Malley used to inhabit, like, going and seeing, like, I wish there was a way to know, like, when the beach was going to reappear. Yeah. So then, like, to be able to go to see it. Yeah. But, yeah, it would be scary, I think, being there when the beach is there and then just being kind of like, oh my gosh, is it going to disappear, you know? Like, I don't know. I'd like right. to be there to watch it re-disappear. Like, stay for the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, and I was reading somewhere that, like, um, people that live in that area were extremely disappointed that the beach disappeared again. They were probably hoping it was going to hang around for a while. So, yeah, needless to say, I think we picked some great cursed areas. I agree. Yeah, I think so, too. I really want to know why those guys were accused of killing... The reverend or... No, no not the reverend. The, the um, officer of the Coast Guard? Yes. Yeah, and I wonder what came up in his autopsy. They're like, oh, just kidding. He had a heart attack. Like, or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, and they said that he suffered from head trauma, so why wouldn't they assume that that's what... But also back in those days, you know... There's some weird stuff going on. That is true. I'm surprised they even did autopsies back then. What year was it that... Yeah, what year was that? That was... The year 3000. It was 1839. Yeah, I feel like autopsies back then would have been very, like... Crude. Because you wouldn't have had the scientific knowledge that we have now. Like, it was witches! Witches killed him. That was it. <laughs> it was the Kraken. The Kraken. <laughs> but yeah, I've always thought, like, because Irish folklore and stuff is really cool. Like, I found a website all about it. Pretty legit. Yeah, I don't know much about Irish folklore. I'll have to look into it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, pota- potato picking. So, the potato famine was like there were no potatoes 
I'm assuming. <laughs> I mean, I guess I've never, like... Wait, let's see. I don't remember what they told us in school about it, but I think it had something to do with, like, the potatoes, like, not being able to grow or something, and so... There's yeah, a fungus-like organism called phyto... I don't know, infestants. Pea infestants. <laughs> Spread rapidly through Ireland, the infestation ru- ruined up, up to one half of the potato crop that year, and about three quarters of the crop over the next seven years. Damn. Yeah. Wow. That'd yeah, be like so they... Iowa not able to grow corn. Yeah. He's so corny. He's so corny. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever seen a potato bug? I feel like I have. They're really disgusting. They look like aliens. They straight <laughs> up look like aliens. I found one here on the beach, and I told Brian, I was like, oh my god, what is this creature? Like, did I just discover something new? But turns out it was a potato bug. They're, ugh. Ugh. This face is horrifying. It Their is. actual name is a Jerusalem cricket. They look like, um, like really large orange ants, almost. Yeah. Yeah, they're nasty. I'm trying to remember where I saw one the first time, but I was like, what is that? <laughs> I know it was out in California also where I saw it. Because I don't think I've ever seen one back here. Yeah, I don't think I have either. California knows how to party with the potato bugs. <laughs> California knows how to party with just about anything, I think. Well, anyway, so like I was asking you... So, what are some paranormal experiences that you've had? Um, I've had many, to be honest. Um, more recently I've had some, a few things that aren't as creepy, just kind of like doors opening and random stuff turning on, which to me really isn't that creepy, since I've experienced so many things at this point. But, um, there was this one time when I was living... Um, at the previous place where inside our bathroom basically I'm trying to explain it there's tiling on the wall that was glass but it's like that warped glass that you can see through but you can't really see through and that faced the other bathroom so there was a wall there but there was a section of glass like that so I'm going to use the bathroom la di da di da and Bryant, I just hear like tapping on the glass. And I'm like, haha, playing all coy, like, okay, haha. And then it kept happening, and I was like, okay, I'm peeing, like, leave me alone, Bryant, like, whatever. Kept happening, even as I'm like washing my hands and everything. And I hear it, and I open the door at the same time. And Bryant was standing right in front of the bathroom. So basically, it was pretty much impossible for him to be on the other side of the house where the other bathroom was. Oh, shit. So it freaked me out. And I'm like, oh, my God, Bryant. Like, trying to explain it to him. And we run inside to the bathroom looking to see if there's anyone there or anything. But there's nothing. So... Um, that's freaky. It was super freaky, and there was a lot of weird experiences at that house. A lot of, same thing, doors opening, and I, I guess me and Bryant 
Bryant were having like nightmares for months, which I really don't have nightmares that often. Um, but later to find out that the guy that owned the house before had actually passed away in our backyard. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like, oh, okay. Like that kind of makes sense. Oh yeah. And I was working on a painting once and I woke up in the morning and someone had drawn on the canvas like, mm. almost like they were trying to outline it, but it was super sloppy and really bizarre. And So, of course, I asked Bryant, like, hey, did you do this? And he was like, I would never touch any of your paintings. So, that was extremely creepy. Yeah. What the? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So, just weird stuff that I just, I don't know. Right. And it seems like it was very, like, benign. <laughs> Like, it was just trying to get your attention? Yeah. No, definitely. Like, jokes. It felt like joke playing, you know? Like, the tapping and then drawing on the canvas and things like that. Like, none of it was bad, per se. Um, It was Billy. It was Billy, (laughs) right? Wreaking havoc. (laughs) Damn it, Billy. Things happen, and... Just for me at this point, I just try not to be afraid or feed into it because I feel like the more you do, the more stuff happens. And so I just yeah. don't really try to read into it too much or if it bothers or, me that much, I'm like, okay, I hear you. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> right. I I don't know how I would feel. See, I'd probably be the bitch being like, we're going to do the Ouija board and try to contact it. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, oh, we need a sage. I sage. I haven't saged my new place yet, but I think it's about that time. That's Jennifer it. actually got us a fancy thing called sage spray. Oh. So you don't have to burn sage. Yeah, and it came with, um, like, instructions on how to use it and, like, what to say, like, when you're spraying. I, like I used, that. uh, not the spray, but I used actual sage today and saged the basement. Did you? Yeah. Why? Just felt like it was the right thing to do. Oh. Clean it of negativity and all that good stuff. Yeah. So we actually used the board the night before last. Um, it was a very emotional experience for me. I cried a lot. I was shaking, like, badly. Yeah, because, um, well, how it started, like, Jennifer used her pendulum and basically, you know, asked uh, if they were male or female and, like, if they were a relative, if we'd ever talked to them before, and then asked if they'd be willing to talk to us through the board, and, you know, it responded yes, because it was swinging front to back for yes and then side to side for no. Yeah. And so, you know, she asked and said yes. So then we, because we had everything all set up because it seems to be the only way we can get anything to come through anymore is like by first contacting through the pendulum and then the board. So we started doing it, you know, and I asked um, if they were female, no, male, yes, how old they were, 90 which I already had an idea of who it was anyway, but, you know, I like to, like, 
ask questions that um just to kind of rule out yeah and to see else. like okay well this thing could say it's this person but how do they how do I know that's actually what I'm talking to or who I'm talking to so then I asked if they could I asked if it knew my middle name and it spelled out a n n and and then I asked about Jennifer's middle name and then it l e a lee and then I asked if it could spell its middle name and it said no. Well then I asked, um, what did I ask? It's just its name, right? Mm -hmm. And it said it spelled out Lewis. So my grandpa Bob's dad, so my great grandpa Louie, his name is obviously Lewis. Then I asked, you know, what did people call you? Like, instead of Lewis, because nobody really called him Lewis. And it's probably only my great-grandma when she's pissed. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so basically, I was just like, you know, I miss you. And then he spelled out, like, miss you too, kid. Okay. And then, um, I mean, it just got emotional in the fact that, like, I had never talked to him before through the board or anything. Like... I've had people say that he's here or people tell me like things come through and say like, like my aunt Jewel told me at one point that he was one of my spirit guides, Yeah. but I I never had the opportunity to communicate with him. And so I did, I started crying and then he spelled out, don't cry. And I was just like, you know, it's not like sad tears, it's happy tears, but like most people don't get this opportunity to communicate with somebody that meant that much to them after they're gone and like they don't get that reassurance and he basically just told us you know um we're gonna do great things that we're we're loved um uh that he's always around i asked about because the chair the recliner that he actually passed away in is at my house now that's what my grandpa sits in and watches the news all the time oh my god kind of a little yeah kind of a little cryptic but well, there's times that Oliver will come in and the, this recliner is completely empty and Oliver will bark at the chair and stuff like that. And we've always had like a running joke like that that is Grandpa Louie in the chair and he told us that it is him when Oliver barks at the chair. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I asked if he, I asked if he was at Grandma and Grandpa's a lot and he said yes That and then told us that he's always around. Yeah. Even when, he said, um... I'm always around even when it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing I knew, like, especially was the biggest, like, okay, yeah, it is definitely him, is because my grandpa Louie only had, like, a grade school education. Mm-hmm. He didn't, and he was, te- he said it was hard to spell for him. Oh, wow. Yeah. because yeah, grandpa used to go over there and read in the newspaper and stuff every day, because he couldn't read it himself, so... Yeah, and then there was a point in time, like, I, because when I was in ninth grade, I skipped school a lot because I was getting bullied really bad when I moved to Iowa, and I'd skip school with a couple of my friends, and we walked to their house, and at this time, my great-grandma had really bad dementia, so she couldn't, I mean, she couldn't remember if she saw you a year ago, that day, like, any of that. Well, we went and hung out with my great-grandpa, and I told him, like, please don't tell Grandma and Grandpa that I was here. And he he told me, like, 
you know, your secret's safe with me. He even drove me and my friends back to the high school when it was almost time for class to be out so that I could get my stuff out of my locker and meet grandma to go home. (laughs) And I asked him about it and he responded and said, I never told. Oh my God. My heart. I know. Yeah. So it was a really positive experience, you know, emotional, but positive. Yeah. 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 I, uh, that whole, the rest of that night, like, I was very, like, shaky and whatever from it. Because it was, ex- like, emotionally exhausting. Yeah, I was very emotionally drained all day yesterday. All I did was, like, nap on the couch and everything. And I told Jennifer, I was like, it's weird because I have, like, no energy and all I want to do is sleep. But I think it just, like, took a lot out of me. But at least now you know he's there. So when next time Oliver barks at the chair, you can just talk to Grandpa. Yeah. Be like, what up? What up, old man? <laughs> I've always wondered if when a spirit, like, when a, someone passes away and they become a spirit, you know, are they that age that they were when they passed away? Or do do they even really have, like, a form or anything? Is it just... Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, it could just be, like, an... Like how when they capture in, in like photographs orbs and stuff, they could just be floating orb spirits of who whatever they were before. Right. Yeah, like a consciousness or something. I don't know. Cause I think it depends. Cause then at that point, it's like you know people who say they've seen actual figures of a ghost, like like human figure. You know, like how does that happen? Yeah, that is very... Kind of like how Melissa saw that ghost in Arizona. Yeah, the, the guy that was... Um, that everybody else has talked about seeing. The... Like, she even had, like, not, like, a full conversation, but she exchanged words with him. Like, yeah. he talked to her, and then she responded. My name's Zach Beggins. I never believed in ghosts until I came face to face with one. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the thing: like you might, we might see ghosts regularly and not know that that's even what we're seeing. Like if they yeah, talk that's to you. always been something I've wondered too. Like, how many people do you pass on the street that aren't actually aren't actually there? Yeah, that freaks me out. I've heard <laughs> that, like a voice, and that was the most creepy thing I've ever experienced. And I literally was like, no, nope, nope, nope. And then there's also that thought process of, like, am I going crazy? Did I see that? Did I hear that? You know? Yeah. Well, that's like um, we were listening to an episode of Two Girls, One Ghost yesterday where this girl had written to them about her um, dog that was dying. And I told Emily, I said, well, when Jasmine died, like, I heard her barking in the house for, like, a week at least. Like, it was weird. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know if it was just, like, my brain making up that I heard her barking or if, she, like, it was actually happening. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because Corinne from Two Girls, One Ghost has talked about when her dog Wrinkles passed away that she still sometimes can hear, like, his um, nails, like, walking across the floor. And, like, she, I guess he had, like, a certain smell and sometimes she can smell him and, like, stuff like that. That's crazy. But yeah, I I had to like stop that story of the girl talking about her dog passing away like halfway through and then finish it later when I first listened to the episode because it was too sad. 
when I was trying to get ready and I started to cry and I was like, no. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to listen to it either. It's too sad. Yeah, her dog's name was Shadaisy. <laughs> I think that would be terrible at this time to have an animal that you would have to have put to sleep um, unless they had like a home hospice for the animals because right now you can't go in the vet office with your animals. Yeah. Yeah. My aunt had to have her dog put to sleep two weeks ago and they came to her house and did it. Oh, well that was... That's good. Yeah. I mean, not that it's good, but, you know, because... got to that, be there with them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because that would be my worst, like, feeling would be, like, you know, this, you don't want them to feel alone. Right, this animal that's relied on you its whole life, and then you're not even there to be able to be for it when it leaves. But, on a lighter note... Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really know what the lighter note is, but... I don't either. <laughs> The sun is shining outside today. It's not raining. The sun is shining and there's supposed to be a comet tonight and tomorrow that you can see like an hour after sunset, I guess. Mm -hmm. And the northwest sky. Yeah, it's supposed to be visible just under the Big Dipper. So we're going to go out tonight and try to see it. Yeah, and maybe get some pictures. Yeah, I'll take my camera this time. I have my batteries charging downstairs. Man, I probably won't be able to see it from here then, huh? In California. Oh, I don't know. It's possible. I don't know. Because it's supposed to be visible to the naked eye here. So, I mean, it might be hard because of how much glare there usually is. Yeah. Like, light pollution in California. but. Yeah. There's not as much here, but maybe I'll try and see it. And then you can be like, oh, Jennifer and Emily watched this, like... And two hours ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you watched the new show on Netflix, um, Down to Earth, with Zac Efron? I think that's what it's called. I uh, saw it on there today, but I didn't watch it. I, wow. I haven't seen it. Well, you should watch it because it's basically like the first episode is about Iceland and how all the energy on Iceland is basically like... um natural energy it's all like solar and like oh so it's actually like a show about earth yeah and then because the reason the reindeer made me think about it is because there's in in the first episode he goes to this restaurant and this guy makes them reindeer like he hunted this reindeer himself and he's talking about how he shot it you know had to carry it on his back all all the way back like and he cooked some for them, and they were talking about how good it was. And I, that would be hard. Because reindeer are big. Fucking right. They're not as big as a moose, obviously, but, like, even a regular deer would be hard to carry, and reindeer are bigger than that. Yeah, and he did, like, a Viking massage, like, um, had, like, traditional, like, Viking food. He had um, a Viking bath where they had to get in, like, the freezing cold water for a certain amount of time. That's something I was thinking about yesterday. I was doing an episode at some point about the Vikings, because the Vikings are very interesting. Minnesota Vikings! Because, <laughs> like, all the different gods and stuff that they believed in and all the different things, like, I find them very interesting. It is very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Très intéressant. 
Well, what do you say, guys? You think we should wrap it up? Oui, oui. Mon chéri. <laughs> okay. So, Aurora, thank you for joining us again. It is always so fun having you on. It is never a dull moment. We love you. Thanks for having me. I love being on. <laughs> um, and so, um, thanks everybody for coming back and listening. Um, like usual, you can find us on Facebook by just searching Beauty in the Screams. Our little logo should pop up. You can just like us. I post about every episode on there. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Our in- our Twitter handle is Beauty in the Screams Podcast, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also the same for Instagram, Beauty in the Screams Podcast. Um, we have an email. It's Beauty in the Screams at gmail.com. All one word, by the way. Yep. You can email us if you like. We'll try to get something posted about our merch that we have as of right now. And how you can purchase some if you want some. Yeah. You can, in the meantime, if you really, really want some, you can always send us a direct message on either Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and we'll make sure we get it to you. Or email. Or email. You can email us also, and we'll get it to you. But um, we'll be getting stuff posted and getting that ready to sell probably in the next day or two. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Well, we're going to get out of here, so we love you. Yes, we do. Have a great weekend, and see you back next Friday. Yes, yes. Jesus Christ, my eardrums, you could have warned me.